Hello, and welcome back to the show, your ultimate playlist podcast full of choice tracks. I'm Brandon. I'm Damon. I'm Dietrich. And I'm Taj. All right. So if this is your first time listening to to our show, just a quick little breakdown of what we do here. So there's a couple couple sides to this podcast. Side A is where we pick our favorite choice track based on a theme that was pre-selected. And then on side B, we have an album that was selected on the last episode, and we discuss that album and pick our favorite tracks on that album. So let's go ahead and drop that needle on side A. All right. So our theme, our topic for this week's episode is punk rock. And more specifically, punk rock from 1975 to 1980 which uh, I kind of consider like the the heyday, the the prime time of punk rock. Um, there are so many bands uh, that came out during this time. Um, a lot of great music. I'm a big fan of punk. Um, just to let you guys know, like I definitely kind of came to punk a little bit later in my life. And I went down that rabbit hole that I always do and became obsessed with it for, for a spell. Um, a lot of music that I discovered um, during during that uh, during that rabbit hole, and some of these bands have become my favorites. And so, uh, again, the assignment was to pick our favorite track from that that uh, era of punk rock. So the song that I chose is from the band, the Jim Carroll band, and the song is "People Who Died." This came out in 1980. It was from the debut album of the Jim Carroll band. The album was called Catholic Boy. And if you don't know who Jim Carroll was, Jim Carroll was an author. He was a poet. He was a punk rock punk rocker. Uh, he wrote the auto. Uh, he wrote a, a autobiography called Basketball Diaries, which was made into a movie in the mid '90s with Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, in 1978, he left, I think it was New York, and came to California. Uh, he was going clean. Um, I think he had struggled with drug addiction. And in 78 in California, that's when he formed this band, the Jim Carroll Band. Um, and this is a song that, that I have loved for a long time. Um, this is a song that has been used in countless movies. Uh, it was even used in E.T., the extraterrestrial, in 1982 during one of the oh, beginning shit. scenes while they're playing D&D. You can hear the song in the background. Oh, that wow. might be the first first movie that ever used that song. And it was a Steven Spielberg movie That's about weird. an alien, right? Um, so the song itself, uh, is basically it's, it's a song, which is a catalog of young people that Jim Carroll knew who died tragically. It's like, it, it's like a, a name of the names of people he knew growing up that had died, uh, tragically. And I've just always really liked the song. Um, I really like his voice. Um, you know, it's almost like he's reciting poetry. Um, I kind of saw some critics had said that his reciting poetry was very similar to his singing style. I don't know. I haven't really gone down that, uh, that path to, you know, look at clips where he's reciting poetry. Um, but I just, I, I dig the song. I, I dig the music. I really like the lyrics. I think it's a very powerful song. Um, you know, this was 1980 when this came out. I did see also some critics that said it was one of the last great punk rock albums around that era. Um, I do a hundred percent agree. Um, so yeah, I mean, this, this is, uh, this was my, my choice track for, for, uh, what we're talking about. And I'm curious to see what you guys thought. Well, I, I just, I love the song. I, I remember it from Dawn of the Dead, the new remake. And it's kind of like, it's in the credits, I think. Um, but that's not what, that's not what I think of when I hear the song. I just always think of how good the song is, but how creepy. <laughs> 
<laughs> and fucking weird that you know there's he's seen about all these people that died that that he knew and it's it's like it's too real you know what i mean i wonder if that's a, a lot of people thought about it oh uh, like this song like yeah, the shit out of me. Like, especially if my name would have been Bobby. Like, damn. Like, yeah. <laughs> Bobby died from leukemia at 14, looks 65. Bobby, you know what I'm saying? Uh, died from OD on Drano. Bobby, you know, got hung. Like, like, damn. <laughs> damn. Bobby went through some shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> outside of that was like, I know the names and things will change, you know, for protected innocent or whatever the case in point may be, but. Like, you know that many people that died, like that that takes a toll on you, bro. Yeah. That's made me think of like stuff like that, man. Like yeah. if he actually knew that many people that died in those type of ways, like that takes a fucking toll on you. And that's heavy in itself. And to make the song out of it, like you could tell that's punk. That that's punk all the way. Uh I felt it. I rolled with it. You know what I'm saying? It was simple chord strings and and, and just rocking with it, but it like, damn, it had a message like you wouldn't believe. So that was a that was a hell of a pick, man. I was not expecting that. Even the album cover is freaky as fuck. Like that really threw me off. Yeah, and and for me, like I I recognize the song, but I can't remember wh- where from. I thought maybe it was from Zombieland. Isn't that the song that's playing when he's running in the circle? <laughs> saying, I, like, I know they <laughs> they used it in the most recent Suicide Squad movie. Oh, okay. So maybe that was, but yeah. So it not Zombieland. Yeah, not Dawn of the Zombie. Dead for sure. Dawn of the Dead. Okay. So, okay. But yeah, no, uh, it's, it was interesting because you're trying to figure out like, like first listen through, you're like, all right, is he like just raging against death? But then like second listen through, you're like, you know, is he raging against the fact that there's nobody to tell their story and he's telling their story? Like these are people that died. Like, you know, these, you know, I have no other way to to have them remembered. (laughs) So other than sing a song about how they died. But it it was it was interesting either way. But yeah, it, it's either way. It's a powerful song. It, it just it's interesting trying to figure out what exactly he's raging against. Like, is he just saying like death is, or or is he raging against the fact that they were senseless senseless deaths in a sense? He's not <laughs> yeah. raging against the machine, Tosh. So I, but I know, but but a portion of punk is yeah. being outraged by something. It's very right? expressive. Punk rock is very expressive. Yeah. In a in a very intellectual but like discreet intellectual way you got a lot of a lot like henry rollins you know like was um i mean i guess like his newer band was rollins band but like yeah like he's seen he's seen about a lot of things that like make sense and they're you know a lot of thought goes into it, but like just thrashing on stage and all the fans are just going nuts, running into each other. Some punk shows get so crazy. People are bloody. Like it's, yeah, I'm sure there's people that have died at punk shows too. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. All right. Um, well, if we have nothing further to say, let's go ahead and move on. And I think I am going to select Taj. You're going to select me. What? I- all right. So Brandon probably selected me because I knew the least amount of all of us. Uh, <laughs> and I had to do the, the most yeah. research. Um, so I uh, listened to well, when we were originally told the assignment, we, we were told that it might be British, it might be New York. And I didn't realize there was a difference. So I had started listening to British punk and then I started listening to New York punk, which I know they were both around the same time period. But um, so when I started with New York punk, I was like, OK, these are some bands I haven't heard of. You know, at least I didn't want to go with a typical like Ramones <laughs> or anything like that. You know, I wanted to do something new that I discovered. And so I stumbled across this one song um, and it it showed up on some different lists. It wasn't like always the top one. Um but for this band, it is their their top song. Um, and so the band that I picked was Dead Boys. And the song is uh, Sonic Reducer. Um, and so this song... So I will tell you right now, on first listen, this song, um, if you're not paying attention, you're not reading the lighter notes, um, the way he sings it almost sounds like a homophone, like he's saying song producer, like I'm not a song producer, I'm not a loser, uh, but which is interesting. 
because he's saying Sonic Reducer, but yeah, the, the song in total like just grabbed my attention because you know it, he's he's saying, "Hey, I'm making music, and it might be loud, and you might not like it." <laughs> But I'm still making music is, is kind of the way I took it. Um, plus, once I read the liner notes and then you talked about a time machine, I was like, all right, I'm sold. <laughs> you mentioned the time machine. <laughs> I like your song. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so I, I enjoyed it. So if, if nothing else, and I had never heard of this band. Um, so the just a little bit of research that I did. So this was off of their 1977 album. Uh, was written by uh, Cheetah Chrome and David Thomas uh, during their tenure at Rockets from the Tombs. Um, and then it was debuted on their uh, album, which was uh, Young, Loud and Snotty. So um, so it was their, their very first debut uh, single. So but yeah. And so, again, I had never heard of the band, but I found the song and I was like, hey, I like it. So what do you guys think? Sonic Reducer. I ain't yes, reducer. Sonic Reducer is like, a, yeah, they're they're pretty good. Um, the Dead Boys are good. The song's good. Uh, yeah, I think uh, this is kind of like... It's a good go-to for people that don't listen to a lot of punk or they haven't listened to a lot of punk. It's a good intro. They sound a lot like more like newer punk too. Okay. So, so and older, but yeah, they're this song's pretty decent. Um, I've heard some of the Dead Boys stuff, but I think for you, it's a definitely a good pick, Taj. Okay. And I, a lot of punk has like a grindy kind of like vocals, and some people hate that, <laughs> and some people really like it. But they definitely got the you know the twainy guitar, and like it's like a lot of just like random notes, you know. But they're they're in, there's you know it's music, but it's they're they're taking rock and turning it into something like like I say more expressive. Yeah, yeah. and then, you know, Dead Boys did a pretty good job of that. Yeah, they have kind of like a it's almost like a pop punk in my mind. Yeah. Well, and like not to shout back to <laughs> to something past, but like uh, you know, with them, like they they're taking and dismantling the music as far as it can go, but still making it something. Whereas compared to like that limbistic limbiscuit song that I picked, where they just destroyed it and they went off the rails, like this I appreciate because they're just it's they're dismantling it as the song goes and like, but it's it's still a song, you know, and I appreciate that. So, so did you just compare them to limbiscuit? No, I did not. I did not at all. Yeah, I was going to say you were just comparing, I, I was comparing your the, your the choices, dismantling right? of a song, like your how far choices? you can <laughs> no, how far you can dismantle a song while you play it <laughs> like I'm and still have it be good there buddy just yeah. just, just, <laughs> just, just want to make sure and okay like, gotcha um no nah, it's um uh, no nah, that was a good pick uh it was a good solid pick for you um mainly because yeah like if you're not into punk but you definitely want to get like a taste of what it is and how artistic it can come across like this this was a good pick i'm, I'm not mad at you guys yeah. i'm actually glad you didn't go for the the run of the mill choices you normally don't but some of them will be suspect this yeah. is a suspect pick for me so well, and, and like i said like i knew the ramones but i didn't want to go for like a an easy layup british ramones song you know it's like hey, i'm actually gonna try and learn something new you know hmm. yeah interesting interesting I do want to say there is nothing wrong with picking a Ramones song. <laughs> the Ramones are awesome. Absolutely. So absolutely. That's totally okay. Totally do, okay. Yeah. Do, do not be afraid of the Ramones. That's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, they might be more commercial than some of the other punk rock bands, but that doesn't mean that they don't kick ass. They were popular so. for a reason. And there's a lot of bands that can be popular and just be really good. And then some pop is just like, okay, your record label made you good for about a year yeah um yeah and i just really quick i'll chime in here and just say i think it's a great choice um i definitely know the band um you know this is a band that i came across during you know that that phase of my life when i went you know i went down the the uh the the line with uh with punk rock i was trying not to say rabbit hole again and now i just sound really really <laughs> dumb the, the, but down the road down the road down the road yeah that's it you're doing i can say whatever stuff. i want man punk dude <laughs> Um, the man. But, yeah. <laughs> but no, I think, th I think this is a great choice. It's definitely a song that I'm familiar with. 
I don't know a lot of uh, songs by them uh, off the top of my head, but this was one that I knew, and um, I'm glad that you came across it. I'm glad that you, you know, picked something right away that that fit the category, and uh, I didn't have to tell you, sorry, dude, wrong year. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I think I think this is a good song and I think it's a, a good choice. And um, I hope maybe you might discover some more punk because hopefully you liked it enough to want to hear some more. <laughs> oh, OK, I think, you know, like sometimes I think these topics that we come up with or these albums that we come up with. I think it's in the hope that, you know, it might broaden our horizons and, and introduce us to music that normally we may not listen to. And this is one sure. that I was that I was hoping, especially you, Taj, uh, that <laughs> you might want to go listen to more punk rock. OK, so for sure. But you started good. Thank you. <laughs> we'll see how I finish. <laughs> I mean, you may not ever listen to it again. And that's fine, but you know, I want you to know where it started. Gotcha. Gotcha. So okay. Anyway, all right. And with that, um, let's go ahead and go with Dietrich. Yay! So um I decided to go that British route and I picked a band that I heard of actually in their later stages because they they came back together and was still performing. Um, you know, doing live albums and things of that nature, like 2016, 2017. But I actually went back and listened to their older music. And this particular song was a funny one because um the the song itself uh, was actually done in 77 um by an album that was critically claimed. Um everybody loved the album. It didn't sell as much. It was not a blockbuster hit by any means, but it was on the Rolling Stones uh top five hundred albums to listen to before you die list. They squeaked in at four twelve um back in the day and then in twenty twenty they did a remake of that list and it jumped up to like three twenty two. So it's definitely in in the middle of, of the albums that you need to listen to. The album itself is called uh Pink Flag of uh, the band itself is called Wire and the song that I picked from there is called X Lion Tamer. This great danger, danger for the longest stranger in town. No silver bullets, bullets. And the reason why it's called X Line Tower is because um, the guitarist that wrote the song came in and changed up the lyrics. The original song was called Lion Tamer. They were actually talking about a lion uh, tamer at one point, and then they came in and changed up the lyrics and completely flipped it around and wanted to keep the title, so they just put the X in front of it and basically made it a, a story about you know TV characters and how folks dream about being those characters, but never do anything in real life. And so you know you stick to the TV because that's basically what you're doing. You're just watching TV and living vicariously through a TV character instead of out here trying to make it yourself. And, you know, that's that's what the song was about. And hopefully y'all like it. And if you don't, who cares? It's punk. Let's get it. So tell me what you think about Wire X Lion Table. So I'll uh, let me jump in here really quick. I am a big fan of this album. This was part of my my introduction well my reintroduction to punk rock and this was one of those albums that when you go look at lists they bring it up immediately and uh and i think there's so many great songs on this album so many good songs by this band um i think this is an excellent choice um taj this is an album you should go listen to if you want to know great punk rock this is it this is one of them um yeah man i i i totally dig this song i totally dig this album i totally dig this band uh i'm glad that you brought this this one up um yeah this just it's it's wonderful it's wonderful cool i like i like it i like the vibe on that one for sure (laughs) sorry for my fan going in the background Uh, yeah, no, I think this is like another, I think it's another band and another song, well, this song really, but, um, that was an influence on newer punk too, which I like new and old punk, but I like to hear that, you know, where it came from. And this is like a very mellow song for sure, which is, I think it's up my, up my alley as far as like punk goes. Yeah, no, that's good. We're all picking really good songs. I mean, it's like, there's a wide variety of punk and I, yeah. I definitely, I definitely like your pick. So, what did you think, Tosh? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, like, okay. oh. no. So, yeah, I mean, you have me intrigued at, at trying the album. So, so maybe I'll do, I'll do that for sure. But yeah, I, I like the song. Um, it wasn't, I mean, I did like it. Don't get me wrong. And it was punk. Um, I'm getting it you just, wrong. 
it what's interesting i don't know it just didn't stand it didn't stand out as much as the other three it, it i guess is where i'm gonna go but i did like it so i don't know I did a little spicy what? i don't know i'm just saying <laughs> wow so i'm just but i did like it and and i am intrigued to, to try the album but yeah no it, it's a good solid punk it, it is it is enjoyable for sure for sure on that so yeah i don't know if i like the uh character change in season two of Taj. <laughs> i'm trying to be more honest so it's like yeah it's a uh, it's punk music for sure uh, yeah uh, uh, uh. <laughs> not my punk uh, i wouldn't choose it but you know okay it's the weakest out of the bunch but it's all right <laughs> it's a whole new rewrite of taj's character <laughs> Where's the writing room going with this character? Yeah. Right. Uh, Diedrich, do you have a rebuttal? Um, I, I would stand my song up against your song and see who comes out on top. Oh, okay. fair enough. Two fair. songs in her. <laughs> One song the cherry don't. Fair. Well, it's funny because both your both your picks could be similar, like two thousands punk too. So I'm surprised that Taj was so critical <laughs> because it actually was a pretty similar style. Yeah, no, but, I know. Uh, yeah, I don't. Okay, I apologize. Maybe we gotta go to a punk show. Like, you ain't gotta apologize, man. Don't apologize for nothing. We're good. <laughs> We're all going to go to a punk show and get in the pit. I'm not getting in the pit. No, I'll, I'll watch it. Some punk shows don't have a pit, but most of them do. Yeah. I think Rollins Band, when I saw it, like, I don't know how I saw Rollins Band, because I don't think Henry Rollins, like, does a whole lot outside of spoken word. But that was fucking insane. There were a lot of mohawks, a lot of dickheads pushing, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of tattoos in your face. <laughs> it was... It was pretty intense. It was good. I don't mind the tattoos. I don't mind the mohawks. I don't mind any of that. I'm just not getting in a mosh pit because I'm not about to get my ass kicked for nobody. And uh, yeah, yeah. when I throws the punch, I'm throwing it right back. I'm tossing the chair. I'm doing something. So it's probably not good for my demeanor to be in there with that. But I'll be in the way in the back, jamming out to the music and drinking a beer. So, yeah, we're good. All right. Well, I will find Taj in the pit, though. Right. It's all about like that. It. Yeah. That would be uh, the one people. Once he starts listening to more punk and he gets it, that's where we're going to find him. He's in right. at a punk <laughs> show. In so. South Dakota. Yeah, in South Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the mecca of punk rock. Yes. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, um, there's one final punk rocker who has not given us their choice track. Uh, Damon, what was your choice? Okay, so I I said I like punk, and uh, one of my one of my favorite bands for some other music is the Dead Kennedys. Uh, so I, I picked a popular song that people have probably heard on the radio. Maybe, maybe not. This is called Holiday in Cambodia. And this uh this was something that came out in 1980. This is the British the British punk because we were <laughs> we were talking about um, you know New York or British. So this is the British side of of punk. Lead singer Jello Biafra. It's like a pretty big kind of like an activist. Um, Holiday Holiday in Cambodia is kind of like a it's a song that it wants to point out the differences between like. I guess people that are born in a certain region of the world that might have you know, privileges like going to college or like being able to like, you know, just do what you want to do with your life as opposed to Cambodia where it's like, it's kind of like a struggle. So I think at this time, 1980 and in punk music, a lot of bands were pointing out uh, a lot of strife and things, you know, things in punk music anyway are about, I guess, like a struggle, right? It's like you, you're listening to a fight in somebody's head when they're screaming into the microphone it's very poetic too uh, there's a lot of political activism i think going on with what the dead kennedys were doing at, the, at this time and i believe they started this band started like the year i was born in 1978 but um the the album is fresh fruit for rotting vegetables <laughs> so if that if that gives you an idea of like you know what they're talking about that's perfect though 
Uh, but uh, yeah, Holiday in Cambodia has got that. It's got that really weird punk vibe. Like you can even see them on. You can picture them being on stage. A lot of a lot of like sweat and just like people jumping around and uh, just getting into it and like feeling good about the message. And you know that's that's what I like about punk music. And I'm not always one to jump into a crowd, but if I was at a really good punk show, I might you might find me in there somewhere. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that was my pick. You want me to go? Anybody care to say? <laughs> All right, I, I, I'll go. <laughs> so, All right. All right. So this one, I mean, um, I liked. It was interesting. I find I found that it was very satirical, and and you may be be able to tell me why. But why do I have pictures of Devo when I listen to this guy? Like it, maybe just the lyricism or the the way he sings. It, it reminds me very much of Devo. But yeah, yeah, but they, they have like a really jumpy kind of vibe, you know. Okay. stage. They they don't look like Devo. Okay, well, I, I you might get vegan. you might get a crossover <laughs> between a Devo fan and the Dead Kennedys. Fan. Okay. Okay, <laughs> gotcha. But I mean, they're they're both older bands too, and like the '80s brought out a lot of new shit, you know. Right. But so. uh, I mean, this is kind of like I don't. Jello Biafra has got easily controversial, like in a lot of ways. I think I think so. Like in the '90s, I was seeing that some of his bandmates had sued him over rights. <laughs> <laughs> for like for this for like the songs for royalties like they got they felt like they weren't getting their cut so i mean it was all fun and games <laughs> In 1980, but when the shit hit the fan, like almost 20 years later, yeah. Gotcha. Okay, but yeah, like I said, I did like it, and and I feel like this satirical nature of it stood out a lot on it. So yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And so I, I mean, when I think of Dead Kennedys, I think of quintessential punk rock band of that of that era, and this song for sure is definitely one of the highlights. I think of, of that time. Um, I love this song. I've loved this song ever since I've heard it. And I don't know how many times I listened to it for this podcast. Um, you know, yeah. I just, oh, I just yeah. kept going. I kept going back and forth to it. Like I didn't need right. an excuse to listen to it. Um, but it was a good, good excuse to listen to it multiple times. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's such a great song. Uh, I, I love the vocals. I love the music. Um, I, I, I love the lyrics. Um, I just, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great choice. And, you know, I like, if you're going to try to, I guess, introduce punk to someone, you'd be hard pressed to find one as good as this choice to show people what punk rock was all about. This is definitely one of them. So nice. Uh, yeah. I, I agree, man. Yeah. No, great, great choice, man. Well done. Thank you, sir. This well, is season two, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, I was just going to chime in and say I, I remember that album. Uh, I definitely remember that song. That was a good choice. Um, my favorite song on that album was Kill the Poor. Uh, that was that was one of those awkward, like abstract type tracks, but it, it definitely hit the spot. But yeah, this this was definitely a good pick all around. Um, I mean, we, I think we all just got some solid picks, man. That was that was a that's a great ass time frame. You really me. can't go wrong with this shit, you know. Uh, really, yo, you can. Uh, you can. I, I thought <laughs> it's it a lot easier to go wrong with disco at a certain year <laughs> than it is with punk overall. I think with something like that, just not. I'm not saying disco is bad. I'm not dissing it, but just uh, in general, like I think a lot of punk bands. Were... You can dis- disco. That's okay. No, nobody's gonna hold you to it. <laughs> hey, I, I you know I, I started liking some disco after that episode. Yeah, I'm a little bit of a fan now. Certain disco. Certain disco. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we can definitely uh, we can all agree that this was a great episode. To talk about punk rock, especially during that time frame when you're talking about the genesis of punk and how certain bands came to be and how other bands fed off of these bands in order to, to get their rise to stardom. So yeah, man. Excellent it's, it's so it's it's interesting that I can just I, I can just put on some punk and uh I don't know, like it's just kind of soothing, which is so so odd. Like I'm just like, ah, I'm relaxed listening to it. And you know, like like on Sirius XM they got a great punk station, uh Marky Ramones, you know, punk rock station and 
Oh, and yeah. just put that on for hours, man, and and uh, it just yeah. takes me to another place. So good. I dig that. He does. Yeah, I think he does like a DJ set or something too. But, uh, yeah, yeah, but a yeah. little bit of a little bit of um, like so. Henry Rollins, we've seen him spoken word like seven times, six times. I'm not really sure, but Black Flag is his original band. He was kind of like a big. He was just a big punk fan, and he just kept on going to all these shows. And I think he had gone to like shows like with the Ramones and people like that. And, you know, he was one of those like crowd surfers, you know, and and then he just got into it and started that started a band with his buddies. And it sounds like a rough life. I think I think punk rockers on the road, especially like in the 1980s, that probably wasn't easy. I mean, living out of a van or some shit and trying to figure out what you're going to do with your life. You know, how are you going to pay for shit? What are you going to eat? And then you go to a show and rock out and then do it again. Yeah, that seems kind of nuts. That sounds fun as hell. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this sounds, sounds yeah. fun. That's the time when it's fun because that's when you're all about the music and, and getting the music out and going around to different places. It stops being fun when it becomes a job. Like when you're yeah. when you have to do radio guest plays and when you have to go on shows and when you have to you know put an album out in a certain time and you're cranking out songs but the label doesn't like anything. It's like that's the time when it really converts into work. When it's time for y'all to just hop in a van, drive 150 miles somewhere to go perform in a spot, got like 20 people there. And then you go to the next city and you look up six cities down and all of a sudden you got like a thousand people at your show. Like that's the best time, man. Yeah. And you're most attached to the music. Everybody else might be a little different, but like that's that's the the best time is the earliest time when you're just about the music and the music itself. And side note, Harry Rollins, man. I always looked at him like a damn USC fighter. Like I see, I can see him as a cage right? fighter. I don't know. I why. mean, he's yeah. a little dude, but he's fucking, he's ripped, man. Yeah, he, I don't say, I don't think he's little. He's just shorter than me. <laughs> yeah, I even told him I was like, "You're shorter than I thought you'd be." And then he just kind of looked at me. <laughs> I was like, "All right, sorry, I'd have been a." Fuck with the Rollins. That's a good way to get your ass whooped, brother. Yeah, no, he's a nice guy. All good, all good. Very smart dude. Like yeah. a lot, like I said, a lot of these punk rockers, man, they're thinkers. Uh, all right, are we uh, all done with side A? Taj is sick of this. No, Let's I'm go not ahead. sick of Taj's this. Like, all right, uh, I'm just trying to help. Over yet, guys? I'll mute my mic again. Watch my hair. I'm cool. Y'all move on to another subject because I'm tired of this one. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, uh, sex, baby. No. <laughs> I'll flip the record. record I think we already did that episode. All right. Let's go ahead and flip the record and drop the needle on side B. So, uh, Brandon, you gave us some homework, didn't you? Yeah, man, I did. Um, you know, it, it, it sort of connects to the, the theme on side A to a point. Um, this album that, uh, I wanted you to listen to when we were in the beginning stages of creating the podcast, this was always an album that I knew I wanted to select, have you guys listen to at some point. And after 50 plus episodes, I finally got around to it. And, um, this is an album that I, I love and adore and cherish. Um, you know, I don't know when I listened to it. It originally um i know it probably was in the last 10 15 years um and the album that i selected the album is called marquee moon it came out in 1977 and it is by the band television um so yeah like i said i don't know when i first listened to it um but i fell in love with it right away like from the very first chord to the very last chord there's not a bad song on this album in my humble opinion um i this is something i have on vinyl and i listen to it quite a bit i'm not sick of it never have been sick of it uh is a very influential so, uh influential album um television was a band that was formed in the early 70s. If I'm not mistaken, it was 1973. And they were a very prominent New York band. Uh, you know, they, they played at a lot of different clubs, a lot of different bars. They were a staple of that scene in New York in the, the mid 70s. And they finally got signed to a record deal. And then 1977, this was their debut album, The Marquee Moon. 
Um, you know, they they are different from their contemporaries at that time. They're not necessarily a punk rock band. In fact, they kind of shy away from it. Um, they're, I mean, there's a lot of different categories I've seen television put in. Um, I think probably the, the easiest one to, to put them in is probably post-punk because they're, like I said, they're not like other punk bands. In fact, they have a more clean and technically proficient sound sound to them. Um, they were more inspired by rock and jazz and avant-garde sound and the 60s surf rock and garage rock. Um, you know, they they had much more complicated instrumental sound in their music as well. And they're very playful lyrics as well in, in this in this album from this band. Um, the front man for this band is his name is Tom Verlan. Uh, Tom Verlan was uh, the singer, uh, the lyricist, uh, played guitar. Um, just, I don't know, just the whole band is amazing. Um, and you'll find that this album is mentioned on many, many different lists of one of the greatest albums to have ever come out. I completely agree. Um I just, I, like I said, I, I love everything about it. Um, it is a departure from, from post, from, from punk at that time. Um, just, I don't know. It's just, it's so well put together. You, you can see how the even contemporary bands are discovering this, this album and, and inspired by it. Um, and, uh, yeah, just like I said, every song is great. Uh, if I had to pick a choice, uh, track from this album. The one that comes to mind immediately is the title song from this album, Marquee Moon. I love Marquee Moon. Uh, it's over 10 minutes long. Um, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it, there's a lot of moments in the song where it's just completely instrumental. There's no lyrics, but you just see how talented these guys were. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't have a lot more to say. Um, I'm just kind of running off, uh, my passion for the album more than my, uh, you know, more, my, my, um, kind of research. So, uh, yeah, that was my choice. I'm curious to see what you guys have to say about it. Uh, so yeah, I'll take it away. All right. Um, first and foremost, I love that. I, I love the eclectic sound of it. Like you said, like when you when you said it about them shying away from punk, you can hear it in the instrumentation. You can hear it in the music. Like you know it's there, but they're trying to go a different route with it. And so I was just like blown away from it because it completely took my mind a different place to where I thought it was going to be. I didn't know about the band, so this was the introduction to them. And honestly, I honestly came in thinking it was going to be like a straight, hard, punk rock type, balls to the wall type feel, and I didn't get that at all. I, I was excuse me, completely blown back from it. Um, I can hear so many different bands, like inspirations coming from the different songs that are on this album. And I'm talking about like straight mainstream bands um, that, you know, either taking particular sounds of it or, or styles of, of rhythmic play and actually forming songs off of it. So, like, if, if they were introduced to this particular album or this particular band, like, you got a lot of inspiration coming out of this group. Like, it's crazy. So, um, I'm going to shut up. But my song that I picked on here was Elevation. Elevation. Um, I picked that one because one, the start of it literally took me to the cranberries and then the baseline came in right after that and it took me to red hot chili peppers. And then like, and um, I'm hearing all of these influences from different songs that I've heard through this one particular song. And so it's like, damn, if, if they ever, like somebody ever wanted to sue them for, you know, uh, if they wanted to sue these other bands for like copyright infringement or whatever the case would be, they'd have a strong ass case because I'm I'm listening to like six different songs out of this one song and it threw me for a loop. So I'm like, okay, that's that's like my favorite pick. But yeah, that was a hell of a choice. Man. I love this. I'm, I three listens. I'm damn sure gonna give it about 15 more. So yeah, we're good. 
glad to hear it. All right, so I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna jump in. Um, I okay, so I like it. Don't get me wrong. I I'm starting to question myself. I'm I am really starting to question myself. Um, okay, so the first song, the 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 see no evil. You know, I thought like when I first heard that, I was like, it, I thought like, okay, so this is gonna be like a really early punk album, right? Because that's the of the all the tracks, see no evil is the most punkish, and then it just goes on different tracks, which I do appreciate, but um, it just and I did listen to it like three times, maybe four, and and like. I, I am really starting to question myself. I don't know whether it's the listening, the way I listen to music just doesn't sit well with this or I'm just don't have the right ear. It's um, it's enjoyable. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, like you can put it on and like it can fall in the background of whatever you're doing. And it and it doesn't just I know it should captivate me more, but I don't know why it doesn't. And, and so I maybe I'm a goldfish. Maybe maybe that's my problem. I'm a goldfish and I'm used to pop and I'm like <laughs> the you know, I need the, the next shiny thing in 15 seconds. And then it's like, ooh, what's that? You know, th- maybe that's it. <laughs> and that would explain why you like the longer tracks, <laughs> you know, because you like sitting in it for, for a longer period. That that could be what's going on. That <laughs> Um, so I, I do appreciate it. I, I see, I see the value in it and I do, I do like it. I'm just saying it's not, for some reason, it's not, it doesn't captivate me. And I, I question myself. So, but now what the problem is, is that Dietrich stole my pick though, because I was going to pick Elevation too. <laughs> You're like, you rat bastard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, if I had to pick a second song, no, just stick with that one. It's okay. Yeah, but I can't put the same clip in twice. We did it last episode. Uh, well, no, I was going to put a different clip in. Semantics. Put your second pick. Uh, yeah. Um, if I had to pick a, a second, everybody's one, really excited to hear about why you're doing that. By the way, uh, it, it, <laughs> it'd probably be. I'm tempted to say "See No Evil," but I think "Guiding Light." Is the second one that I remember the most. So I think I, I put would pick guiding light. So. Are you sure? <laughs> yes, I'm sure. Yeah, we wanted to give you a second. I don't know if you're. That's my final pick. Final answer. This is also your final time <laughs> here <sorry>. to recant <laughs> everything you just said, and you can just cut in you saying it's fantastic. <laughs> okay, right off, the, right off the bat, friction's a good sign. I like the guitar intro. These guys sound like they're from like the 2000s. I, I hear the strokes. Definitely big influence for a band like that. And I don't know if it's true, but I think that's a good guess. Uh, definitely Flaming Lips a little bit too. Got a lot of like really cool vibes. And those are all good bands, by the way. But um, the fact that television like seems like it should be a band that started in the 2000s, but it was actually the 70s. That's pretty impressive. And uh, yeah, the uniqueness of how they can change up through the songs, through one album, uh, it's definitely like that's that's you know I'm surprised uh, I haven't really listened to their stuff before. But I know I've heard the band Television. I just I haven't like did a deep dive. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, I'm definitely digging uh, a lot of the a lot of the songs that you guys liked. I liked I liked the whole album. I think it's a really good slow vibe. This is like a 70s chill. Uh, that's that's probably how I would like describe it. But the punk influence, I could see a little bit. And there's a lot of newer punk bands that might resemble a little bit of that too. Like there's yeah, there's 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 definitely an influence in punk and um, alternative rock. You know, I just I'm blown away by how they're from the 70s and i haven't heard of them but yeah good pick for sure man good album i really like as usual i like how brandon pulls something from the archives and i've never heard of it and all of a sudden it's like whoa what is this blowing my mind so i feel like i want to go back into the 70s and although i was only two 
<laughs> at the end of the 70s. Yeah. I had lawn hair once, you know, grow back out and pretend. Do you have right. a track? Oh, I gave you my track. What was your track? Friction. Didn't I say friction? No, yeah. did you say friction? Oh, I missed yeah. it. Okay. You, you were too busy stewing in it's the okay, album. You didn't like the album touch, but... <laughs> I'm uh, still thinking like about how I, Dietrich picked his pick. <laughs> now nah, he's bad. We're not really giving Alvin and the Chipmunks the same love that we're giving. It's <laughs> not at all. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I got you. I got you. So, so like, when did you first hear this album? Like, what was like, what drove you to want to listen to this, Brandon? I don't know. I mean, it, it probably was one of these things where maybe I saw a list or maybe yeah. I saw them on e-music. I'm not sure. I can't recall. What is when e-music I first... again? Is that what you and Taj were getting albums off of? Yeah, which disappoints <laughs> me with Taj's like taste in music because, you know, it seemed like a long time ago, Taj liked better stuff. Um, <laughs> what did you get so... on e-music, Taj? <laughs> the shit <laughs> Know. He's like, changed, man. Uh, he's changed a little bit, but I, I kind of. He likes Ben Folds now. Oh, wow. He went there. Okay. <laughs> I like, actually, I do That's like Ben <laughs> I'm a big Ben Folds fan. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, I was trying to stay faith, but never mind. Uh, oh. I was going to say that, um, like, at first listen, if you're going into it with already preset mindset, then yeah, it's not going to work because it did not fit what you thought it was going to be. Right. But once you open your ear up and just take in the music for itself, you love it. Like, I think if you give it like that actual listen to go back, just take it in by itself, not not worrying about what category you're trying to stick it in. It, it, it actually blows. That's yeah. what she said. Uh, so Marquee Moon, that is a good song, dude. I mean, that's like, it's got this, like, like the guitar riffs are going, like, in between the, you know, the lyrics. And it just keeps going, but it's like, wow, if you really listen to the guitar riffs and, like, the, the little solos that they're putting in there, um, I mean, they're, they must have been Rolling Stones fans. And the Stones came out before these guys, but I mean, they were kind of like the same era. They're, they're definitely reminiscent of that, reminiscent of that as well. But that's, that might have been a band that was, you know, an influence for this band. So television is the epitome of 80s, late 70s. I guess, like, I don't know what, what would you call us? Zone, zoning out rock? <laughs> it's not soft. I, 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 was just, I mean, it's rock. That's what it is. That's this rock. rock. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. That's right, man. Yeah. Instrumentational rock. What other albums would you recommend for this particular band? Well, unfortunately, television broke up by 1978. They had one more album and then they broke up. So there's not a lot out there. Um, I mean, I know that they they got back together at some point. I think it might have been in the 90s. Um, but I, to me, this is definitive television. And and even yeah. if I mean, even if they had only one album and it was this album, their place in in music history is still defined or is, is like solidified with this album. I think this album is very important and very crucial and has inspired countless musicians. That's funny. Yeah, 1978 seems like the pinnacle of like bands starting or ending mm. for whatever reason. And yeah. festivals were weird. And, uh, and, and my understanding was one of the reasons why they broke up was I think it was just a artistic difference differences. You know, like they all had their own thing going. And uh, I think that kind of ultimately led to them breaking up. So, but they came together and made, I think, you know, one of the greatest albums ever made. So that's more than what I've done. <laughs> <laughs> so like, kudos to those guys. For sure. <laughs> Taj, you don't have a leg in this race. <laughs> okay. Well, Taj. <laughs> Nice knowing you. No, I was kidding. Um, yeah. Keeping season two traditional live time. <laughs> I'm trying not oh, to. What's your favorite pick? Oh, fuck. Oh. <laughs> even his choice albums in the future is going to be like, I don't even like this album, but I picked it anyway. Oh, really? That's it. Those are my theme. Right. <laughs> really? <laughs> I was just playing, just playing. Not really, but yeah, just playing. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> so yeah. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, wait, wait, wait a minute. I know, <laughs> dude. Oh, I, I, oh, oh gotcha, gotcha. Oh, I'm sorry. Just, just applauding that you listened to the album and oh. two of you got it right. <laughs>
So, so one of these things is not like the other. Is that what we're, we're that's playing right. here? That's right. That's right. <laughs> Damn, Murky Moon is my. I, I think that's my. I'm listening to that now as we're talking, and it's got to be a pretty. That's like fucking awesome, dude. Right? I love totally. it. I could sit there and listen to that all day. That's what I do. So. Yeah. So, all right. Before we go, I'm going to ask Diedrich, what album have you selected for us? For next week's episode. Next week's episode is a little bitty. Um, it's something that is very near and dear to me. It's by a group that's really near and dear to me. Um, mainly because you know the Texas born and raised, and um, I love my Texas artists. I love everything about them. But this group definitely set a foothold in in Texas history when it came to the world. You know, later on when they released you know other countless little mainstream fiddles. But I like the underground stuff. I like the stuff that, you know, you don't really know about. You have to go and look for, you have to go and find. And this is one of the first albums I ever listened to by this group. Um, and it, it actually is what hooked me on them. Um, so I pulled out ZZ Top's album by the name of Tejas, which is AKA Texas in Spanish. Uh, it came out in 76. And um, yeah, that's the album. It's uh, Z House by ZZ Top. Sweet. I always like revisiting ZZ Top. This is going to be great. Like, okay. Taj may not like it, but I have a feeling the, the three of us, other than Taj, are going to love it. <laughs> well, no, I, I'm actually so confident that Taj... I mean, I'm already hearing it in my head now. Yeah. Uh, well, I actually think it'll work. But to, to be honest, so I, I had bought and I had listened to Kids uh, Toys in the Attic, uh, ZZ Top. That's not by That's, ZZ Top. Is that Aerosmith? That's like That's an old Aerosmith. That's like an old Aerosmith. Toys in the Attic was ZZ Top. That's a fucking Aerosmith. Oh, oh never mind. Yeah. But, oh, I didn't mean to swear, though. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, Taj. Okay, I know. All right. Oh, man. Um, oh. But that is a good album. <laughs> so you better pick it at some point. That's our catchphrase for the TV show. Oh, Taj. <laughs> right. Come on, Taj. All right. That montage. <laughs> right. Can't can't get the right album <laughs> or the right band. You need to go back to the record store and tell them, I thought you saw it, said this was ZZ Top. <laughs> right. Yeah, doesn't ZZ Top sing that song Wrecking Ball, too? That's the big thing. Can't get right. Ah. <laughs> uh, so okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> why don't you go why don't you go ahead and say what you gotta say before you dig yourself another hole? <laughs> well well I shoot myself in the back after this episode. <laughs> I uh, please subscribe and listen to all past and future episodes. You can uh, email us at choicetracks.com uh, at gmail uh, you can no you can email us at choicetracks at gmail.com or you can find us on our website of choicetracks.com. Both of those end the Z. Again, please subscribe and listen to all past and future episodes, probably future ones without me. <laughs> yeah. But, so if you're coming here, you're not coming here for facts. You're just coming here for like good vibes, good right. feelings about stuff. So, all right. Well, let's go ahead and sign out. I've been Taj for now. <laughs> I'm Taj's music teacher. <laughs> this is I'm Taj's branded. conscience. Uh, don't do it, man. Don't do it. Yeah, I'm Damon. Okay. And I'm the ex-lion tamer that uh, I had to put a crack of whip on time. And uh, we're going to pick up the needle, but y'all keep doing those choice tracks.